Welcome to the Flourishing in Christ podcast, part of the Vine, the Trellis and the Crow teaching series here at City on a Hill. Here's some challenging words to recalibrate our hearts for this day from Tim Keller. To fail to pray, then, is not merely a break of some religious rule. It is a failure to treat God as God. It is a sin against his glory. Far be it from me, said the prophet Samuel to his people, that I should sin against the Lord by failing to pray for you. Today you're listening in on a conversation about the essential pursuit and soul delight that is prayer. And if you're new here, today you're with Luke Nelson, Emily Lancaster, and me, Louis Glazerook. And what we'll be considering in this practical episode is prayer. So pray for us. How we doing? How we doing, legends? <laughs> well, I mean, you just soft for me. It's eloquent. That was uh, yeah. a classic eloquent there. It is. Classic Keller. He brings us all together. Pentecostals and Presbyterians from all over the map. We are. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! But glad this is where we're where, where we're starting today. Yeah. That is where we're starting. Luke Nelson, you're from. The West is best. Sydney or West? Yeah, Correct. tell us a little. Tell us a little bit about you. Who is Luke Nelson? Uh, Luke Nelson is a forty-three-year-old man, almost forty-four. In fact, two oh. weeks, two weeks wow. today. Uh, I've got three kids: Finju, Tate, uh, twelve letters, three names. Very efficient. Uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm married to the lovely Ivana, and we just celebrated our fourteenth anniversary. Oh, congratulations. In my recording studio is Michael the cat. And what sort of cat is Michael? Uh, he's Pampered, beloved. Some, yeah, some, I don't know how you describe cats, but he, he's got like medium-sized hair, I think, length hair, <laughs> and he's a thumb, and he's got little white socks. Oh, yeah, little Garfield. Yeah, he's a precious little man. Yeah. He's trying to... There's been a new cat that's just moved into the neighbourhood, and he's uh, trying to take him on. Mm. Hopefully, Michael will be able to take too. I really like how we got the efficiency with your children. Yeah, <laughs> and a really good introduction to Michael. <laughs> I feel like that's just really, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we wanted to chat with you, Luke. Um, and yeah, just hear about your your interaction, your engagement with the Lord's Prayer. Um, mm. Recognizing that it's just a beautiful way, like you know, it's in Matthew, like the Jesus has taught us how to pray, mm. um, and so it's it's worthy of us paying attention to um, and shaping our own prayers after. Um, yep. Can you tell us, just thinking back of um, a memorable interaction you had with the Lord's Prayer? Like the first time that you heard it or? Yeah, it's a good question. I can't think of specifics, but I, I feel like it's something that I experience all the time. Uh, mm. The Lord's Prayer is pretty much the only prayer I pray, just about. Uh, most of my prayers are the Lord's Prayer in some way, shape or form. And mm. I'll kind of unpack that in a minute. But um, yeah, like it is it is how I pray, essentially. Uh, and I remember... It was probably five or six years ago that I really started adopting it like that and um, mm. been so helpful ever since, I'd say. Because I, I, I do struggle to pray. I, I struggle to to really um, 
embrace it often, but the Lord helps me get into it. Now, C.S. Lewis talks about how um, we have to be honest that prayer is kind of irksome. He says, you know, like we have this horrible, there's a holiday after we've prayed. <laughs> the rest of the day feels like a holiday, he says. And, and so it's very common for us to struggle with prayer, and I've found the Lord's Prayer a good entry point. Um, and I find it fascinating the way it's given to us. Like, obviously, the disciples are listening to Jesus pray, and then they say, look, teach us to pray. Like, mm. something different about the way you pray. Can you teach us how to pray? And then he gives us the Lord's Prayer. Mm. That's great, Luke. Now, for our listeners at home uh, or in the gym or in the car or on the train, wherever they're listening from, uh, when we say Lord's Prayer, um, we're talking about our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, With the nice little close out, you know, for the kingdom, the power, the glory, yours now and forever. Amen. Important question before we dive really deep on the Lord's Prayer. Um, Is it uh, deliver us from the time of trial? Or lead us not into temptation. Come on, come on. Let's 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 hit it, please. I want to hear it from the Lord's Prayer Mayor himself. Uh, well, I I cheat and just do both. So actually, <laughs> two petitions. I, I do think they're slightly different, but so I I just cover both bases. What I find fascinating is when you get to the is it sins or trespasses, and when you have a group mm. of people are saying trespasses, the S sins across the whole congregation. Yeah. I feel like uh, I need to good. confess. A couple, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I was service leading at church, and it was like the one time I was service leading on my own, like because we normally do it in pairs, um, in Melbourne, and for whatever reason, it was just me. And I was, we had a, a time of group prayer, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to close this out with the Lord's prayer. And gosh, did I go in strong! And then I got to that middle bit, and I had the Anglican prayer book. I had Matthew 6, and then I just had, like, my Baptist roots all merge. And I think I did exactly what you said, Luke. I did both sins, trespasses, and I got to the end, and I think I said a couple glories, a couple parathas, and I was just like, oh, man. And then just, see you guys, you know. I was like, my Ridley is not showing. Oh, my God. And then afterwards, one of my friends was like, so... The Lord's Prayer. <laughs> How did that go? I bet. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. That's really helpful though, Em. Like your experience of that, I think, like is really helpful in terms of helping set up this conversation because the Lord's Prayer can get turned into a magic spell, right? People will mm. think Lord's Prayer, got to say it a specific way. Whereas uh, Luke, we already sort of know where we're going today, Em, you and I, um, but how do you use the Lord's Prayer? You know, like- I mean, we've been at the staff meetings. I love the way you talk about the Lord's Prayer. Mm. You know, it's filtering nature, it's posture setting, all those sorts of things. But just like, just uh, bring us into those words and into your experience of it. We'd love to hear that from you. Yeah, sure. So I kind of use it in three different ways. Uh, Sometimes I use it just as the Lord's Prayer itself. So the 70 Mm. 70 words, whatever it is, and I'll just say them and I'll just reflect on each phrase each word so like this morning i just had a really profound experience of that you know just kind of uh, dwelling on each of those words and it, it just feels so uh all encapsulating um mm. so sometimes it's kind of all you need like it's if, you, if that's the only prayer you pray all day it's a pretty good prayer 
Mm. Uh, the second way I use it though, and this is the primary way I use it, is I use it as a kind of launch pad. So I consider each of the different petitions and then I reflect on that and then I pray out of that. So for instance, if I'm praying about, you know, hallowed be your name, I'm thinking about how God is good and I'm focusing on his character and I'm praying out of that and I'm asking him to reveal himself to me. And so I might spend a couple of minutes on that and then I move on to the next petition and I'll I'll think through that. Mm. So that's kind of the main way I use it. But then there's a third way I use it, and that is I'll take a particular petition of something that's on my mind, and then I'll pray that through the Lord's Prayer. So for instance, let's say I'm anxious about something, I'll pray my anxiety through the Lord's Prayer, and I kind of mm. I do that later on. So I kind of, yeah, if I'm, if I'm not sure how to pray about a specific thing, I'll sort of drag it through the Lord's Prayer. I love that. I love that yeah. saying. You've you've used that before, dragging it through the Lord's Prayer. That is such a vivid and excellent illustration. Yeah. That's so good. Um, Luke, tell us about um, what has been your feeling, I think I use that word intentionally, on the other side of doing that. Has it just been, is it is there a consistent pattern that you've been able to recognize that keeps you coming back to it? Is it dutiful? Is it delightful? Um, mm. You know, just just as you've articulated your experience with it, um, what's that been like? It's good. Um, I think the constant pattern is a recalibration of priorities. Mm. So you'll actually notice in the Lord's Prayer that we actually start by praying just about God and actually for God. So we pray mm. another big and we say, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done. So we're actually praying for God in that sense. I, I know he doesn't need our prayers in that in that way, but we're we're saying his desires are more important than mine before we ever get to our own desires. And I've found that incredibly helpful because uh when I pray God's priorities first, that actually changes my priorities. And so the the best thing I've found with the Lord's Prayer is let's say I'm uh, there's something I'm desperate to pray about. And, you know, like I, I really want to bring it to God. I have to slow myself down, mm. spend time praising God, reflecting on him, uh, submitting it to his will, and then I pray for it. And what I've found is that by the time I've done all of that, I have a bigger picture of who God is and probably my petition has changed too. Wow. So I'm anxious wow. about something. Then I'm reminding myself of God's goodness. I'm submitting myself to his will. So by the time I get to the thing that I'm specifically praying about, I'm actually, no, God is actually good. I can trust him. So I'm not as anxious. And perhaps what I'm praying is changed as well because I think, okay, this is not just about me being relieved of this anxiety. Maybe there's some other purpose that God has for it. Um, so I think that's what I found the most compelling, uh, the mm -hmm. continual kind of thing that happens to me. It changes the way I pray. That's beautiful. Like that's such a a hopeful way to go into prayer because, um, yeah, like heard you talk about like praying through the Lord's Prayer for years um, and it's something like that you practice and that you have led us in as a team at various points. Uh, but then just that thinking through of like how do I, yeah, take my petitions to him with the first cab off the rank being a reminder of who God is, of mm. his goodness, of his kindness, of his presence, whatever it, like whatever it might be. Um, and then having that reshape and like maybe it reshapes it because it, and it just gives you a confidence to even be able to pray the petition. So maybe the petition hasn't changed, 
that your posture towards God has. Um, has there been something like that as you have gone and, and done it with this way, thinking of petitions in mind and yeah. looking at God's character, something that you have learned about God's character mm. through this practice mm. and that's just helped you love him more? Oh, great question. Yeah, I think it might have. I may have actually talked about this at conference, so forgive me for saying it again, but I think the biggest thing I've found is realising the fatherly nature of God. Mm. Uh, I think there's been particular times where I've felt fathered by God in a kind and loving way, and, and he's it just felt like he's come close to me and sort of put my arms, his arms around me and, and picked me up and carried me kind of thing. So I think... I think the practice of the Lord's Prayer, even just starting every time, Our Father in Heaven, has has just really helped me feel more um, comfortable with God and and loved by God. I would say, yeah. Thinking of um, different people who I know, um, like are listening and and wanting to learn and and deeper in their affection for the Lord. Um, I think maybe what you what you've said about understanding the fatherhood of God feels like that might not be like I would an exciting invitation, but right. rather like one of hesitancy of of comparison yeah. to the father that they know, and that's not necessarily a place of hope. Yeah. Um, how have you had conversations around that space with people yeah. recognizing that it starts our Father in heaven? Like that's the biggest point of. Yeah. Um, his identity that we that we point to, um, yeah, yeah. Just think I guess, but yeah, in pastoral ministry, you realise that the importance of fathers in mm. people's lives, particularly when we do like pre marriage prep. My wife and I do pre marriage prep a lot, and we always do a session on families and people's family of origin, and the relationship with the father is always critical um, and often troubled, very mm. often. Um, and I think that's partly because uh, the devil wants to undermine that. God presents mm-hmm. himself as a father, so the devil will seek to undermine that image and corrupt it so that we're scared of God as a father. Um, and even the best fathers can be overly stern, perhaps, or um, you know, you, you think, why are they saying no to this or, or whatever. Like I've, I've got a great father who I respect, but there's also I had to break down certain things as well in my own heart. And so I think what I would say is uh, recognizing the way the devil has sought to undermine fathers and trying to um, redeem the image of a father through God. Like, keep pressing and you'll find the good father, mm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this prayer is it says, our father in heaven. And so he's saying that God, you know, the God in heaven this mighty infinite create uh, infinite being is actually a father. So there's a, there's a kindliness to God's mm-hmm. great, but there's also a power in His goodness. So He is a father, but He's in heaven. Like He can actually do stuff. He's not just an earthly father that you can ask for stuff and they either just won't give it to you, or they won't be powerful enough to give it to you. Mm. Um, heavenly Father is good and great. So I think I think just repeating that every day it does start to sink in. Mm. 
Excellent. I think that's that's beautiful. That's just a helpful way to mm. um just be mentally frame it and go into it. Mm. Yeah. Totally. I've reflected on that our father statement um quite a lot in the last couple of months actually. It's um one thing that's captured me and Luke, I'd love to hear your even your thoughts on this. I, I used to think our father, our and I would run to the church, you know, we pray together, prayer is what we do together. Um, it's an important corrective of it's not just my father. Mm. It's been so cool to think about that when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he's standing there and he's saying, when you pray, pray like this, our father. And then I've thought about Jesus interceding on our behalf and being mm. like, it blew my mind to be like, hold on a minute. When Jesus says, pray like this, he says, our. So he's just like, I'm sitting next to you. And when we pray, I, you're saying our father. And it's just like, I'm there with you, with mm. the father. Mm. And it's just like our father. So every time we open our mouth to or our heart in the quiet places of our hearts to pray, Jesus is with us. So there's an intimate divine, you know, triune in uh, like connection of praying to the Father um, mm. through the Spirit, you know, but, but, but with the Son, by the Spirit, um, which helps me process even if we do have father wounds, right, because we go with the safety of the Son. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. Have you thought about that, 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 that first word, our, anymore? Like what? Where does your heart go there? I mean, we could work on yeah. every word. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, sorry. Long podcast, this one. <laughs> that's, uh, I think that's really helpful, Louis. One of the things that we've often done at staff summits is we we set the exercise of uh, imagine Jesus is in the room next door. What is he praying for you? And that's just so helpful mm. to even imagine that, that God is praying for us. Mm. And that Jesus is interceding with the Father. That, and I think that's really helpful, Louis. I hadn't thought of it like that. The way I do think about our Father is sometimes with the Lord's Prayer, I pray it very in a very personal, um, me-centered way. I'm really just praying my Father and forgive my sins, essentially. And other times I really focus on the our, and I think of my family, I think of my church. Mm. But, so I feel like the prayer can kind of stretch out or to ourselves individually, but also mm. to the family of God, the people of God. And that can reframe the way you pray as well. Mm. So good. See, uh, I remember when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, Swiss Army knives were a thing for boys. I'm sure they're banned now. But <laughs> <laughs> they had all of these things on them. You'd have a corkscrew and you'd have 17 different types of knives. I don't know what people were going to do with it. But they can't do anything with a corkscrew anymore. Yeah, so everyone wanted these Swiss Army knives because you could do anything with it. And that's how I see the Lord's Prayer. It's the Swiss Army knife. Nice. So good. It's the so iPhone good. prayers. It's probably a more up-to-date. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, it's it's great, though. It's a, You can't pray wrong when you pray Scripture back to God. Mm. You know, yeah. it's just like, it's, that's such a reassurance, especially for new new believers, someone new to the faith. It's mm. like, can I pray wrong? It's just like, well, no, you just, you're, chat, you're chatting with God. He's like, he forgives you. But if you're really, really worried about it, he's given you some words to, that's right. to drag Absolutely. through. Love it. <laughs> well, Luke, um, yeah. 
part of the reason we got you on today is that we actually don't want to just talk about the Lord's Prayer and about how it can serve us, but uh, um, thank you so much for agreeing to to serve our church and to serve our listeners by taking us through a devotional time of um, of praying through the Lord's Prayer. So, um, yeah, Emma and I are going to just handball you the microphone, and uh, if you're listening in, uh, maybe this is a spot that you timestamp if you want to use this as a practical devotional time. You can let the um, the mellow tones of uh, Mr. Luke Nelson Luke just Luke FM, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the love songs at night. Love, love songs at night. Yeah. Love. You want to tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the filter of my jokes is is working again, but um, we have digressed. <laughs> Maybe M, you should do the handball. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna have to have to quiet these two. Um, so yeah, so Luke, you are going to take us through the Lord's Prayer. Um, we've done this a few different times on the podcast of having different people lead us through uh, something as a way for us to be able to kind of stop uh, and take a beat. Um, and so as Luke leads us through the Lord's Prayer, um, there'll be moments of pause um, throughout it. So feel free to pause if you would like. Um, but can I encourage you, make sure you listen all the way through um, so that you can understand this as a resource, understand the opportunities that we have um, to, as Luca said, uh, drag our petitions and drag our prayers through the Lord's Prayer. Um, and so, Luke, over to you. Thanks, guys. Okay, what I might do is I'll pray through it first, then I'll unpack the petitions, and then I'll pray through it again. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Well, let's think about each of these phrases that Jesus has given us. We start with our Father in heaven. When Jesus teaches us how to pray, he starts by teaching us who we pray to. Uh, who we pray to explains why we pray, and it shapes how we pray. And Jesus wants us to know that we pray to our God who is a heavenly father, a God who is good and great, a God who is a father, so he wants to listen, and a God who is great. He's in heaven, and so he's able to, to respond to our prayers. He wants to listen, and he can do what we're asking for, our Father in heaven. And then we pray, hallowed be your name. To hallow something means to honour it and to treat it as holy, as something sacred, as something special, important, something that you adore and worship. And so when I'm thinking about hallowed be your name, I'm thinking about God's character. I'm reflecting on who he is. That's why we say hallowed be your name, because his name stands for who he is. As Martin Lloyd-Jones says, the name of God means all that is true of God and all that has been revealed concerning God. It means God in all his attributes, God in all that he is in and of himself, and God in all that he has done and all that he is doing. So when I'm thinking about this, I'm praying that uh, I will have a sense of who God is. And the longer I spend on this, the better it is. 
I'm reflecting on God's character. I'm thanking him for the good things that he's done. Uh, normally I go for prayer walks and I'm thanking him for the nature around me. I'm thanking him for the trees. I'm thanking him for the smell of the cut grass. I'm thanking him for a day off. I'm, I'm breathing in and out and, and just so thankful that I can get out and walk. And uh, I'm thankful for the wind. All of these things, I'm, I'm reminding myself of who God is and, and celebrating him. And then I say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I put these two things together because I think they belong together. The will is, is what we want at our most fundamental level. It's our deepest desire. It's our core yearning. And really, we're asking God to align our will, our deepest desire, with his deepest desire. That is that people will worship him on earth as it is in heaven, that his kingdom will come. Uh, the word kingdom can mean a territorial thing, you know, a kingdom, a king uh, reigns over a certain ground or territory. But we're praying for something bigger than that. God is king, he is sovereign over all things, but we actually are praying that he will reign in us, reign in our hearts. And so this prayer is a prayer of allegiance and it's a prayer of submission. We're praying that God will rule in our hearts, our minds, our souls, and that that reign will be extended through us. We're praying that not just I will submit to him, but my family, my church, my neighborhood, my city will submit to him. And this can be a hard thing because we're resisting this. We resist submission to God. That's our natural instinct. And so one of the things I try to do in this moment is I try to think through the goodness of God's kingdom. I'm asking him to show me how good it will be when he's ruling in my heart and in the world around me, that uh, there'll be joy, that there'll be peace. I, I often bring my frustrations with the culture in, into this moment. I think about the, the mess of confusion around us and the tragedy of that and the hurt that that causes. And so I'm praying positively into that. You know, God, change that, step into that, stop that, stop wars, uh, free people from the afflictions of, of um, uh, wrong thinking and all of those things. And so I'm really trying to align myself with his will. Now, up to this point, you might have noticed that we've just been praying for God and about God, who he is, what he wants, his will, all of that stuff. Uh, and hopefully we're actually feeling quite um, overwhelmed by God. Ideally, you're feeling like the, the weight of God. We speak of the glorifying God. The glory in God is to feel his weight. And so hopefully you're feeling the weight of God at this point, feeling a bit small. That's what I love about the next petition. Give us this day our daily bread. See, God is saying, how can I serve you? Like we've been focusing so far on how we can serve him. Now he says, how can I serve you? This is the king bending down, speaking to his servant, saying, what, what do you need? How can I bless you? And it's just, and then he completely opens up the doors. Just uh, in this place, I think he's saying, pray for the essentials, but pray beyond that. Pray for anything. Pray for all that leads to, uh, makes life good and happy, essentially. Uh, one of the practical ways I do this is I kind of pray through my calendar. I think about the meetings I've got on that day. Oh, give me wisdom in this situation. Give me patience. Uh, give me insight as I try to write in my sermon or um, give me clarity, give me rest, whatever it is. I'm praying through my day 
uh, the day that it comes ahead. I've got this beautiful quote from a guy called H.B. Charles. Prayer is arguably the most objective measurement of our dependence on God. The things you pray about are the things you trust God to handle. The things you neglect to pray about are the things you trust you can handle on your own. I think that's such a challenging and a good line. Like, This is where we just bring everything to him. Because if we're not doing that, we're just depending on our own strength or our own memory or technique. So we bring everything to him. And this is probably a prayer that I'm repeating throughout the day. It's it's an arrow prayer that's, God, help me in this moment. And then we've prayed for this, and then we say, God, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. This is a part of the Lord's Prayer that's probably my least favorite, because it's challenging. We don't enjoy confessing our sin, either because we don't want to confess it, like I'd actually rather keep going with my sin, perhaps, or I'm worried, I'm scared to confess it, because I, I worry that he won't accept me or something like that. And so this is a really hard thing to do, but it's also really, really important. Uh, We need to do this. We need to kind of wash ourselves in this. And so maybe there's specific things that are coming up for me uh, that I'm convicted on, or I might even occasionally go looking for stuff. So I might pray through the Ten Commandments and think, how am I aligning myself to the the values of this this thing? Uh, But really... It's the hardest part of the prayer to pray, but also so powerful because it's the gospel. You know, 1 John 1, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Like, we're kidding ourselves. But then verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So every time I'm praying this, I'm praying the gospel. Uh, And I need to keep praying this because you might think, well, why do I keep asking God to forgive my sins? Because as Christians, we believe that uh, Jesus has done everything that was needed for our salvation. Uh, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Roman date. And so why do I need to keep praying? Well, it's because I want to feel the relational closeness with God. It's like when my wife and I have a disagreement, uh, we're still married. There's, that hasn't changed, but we don't feel as close. And so I need to confess my sin to her, and then we feel restored. And so in the same way, God wants to restore the closeness of our relationship. Legally, we're still connected to God, it's all fine, but he wants us to experience it afresh. And then he also wants us to forgive other people, and this is the flow of forgiveness. Uh, This is hard. I mean, he's saying, uh, Jesus even says that if you don't forgive other people, God won't forgive you. So it's quite an intimidating thing. And then, so we might think, oh, wow, I've just got to work to have this kind of forgiving spirit or something, and we try to force it, to try to manufacture it, but it's not necessarily genuine. So the best way to forgive other people is to remind ourselves that God has forgiven us. So the more I confess my sin, the the more forgiving I become. It changes me. It helps me to see that God is kind enough to forgive me, and so I can forgive other people. Forgiveness flows from God through me to other people. And and you even start to want to do this. Um, it, it becomes a, a motivation, an exciting thing to forgive other people. So this is kind of the, the meatiest part of the prayer, I think, the, the, around forgiveness. It's the most challenging. Uh, but if we've spent time reflecting on God's character and so on, then uh, it'll become a, a rich time. And then finally, we pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And, and really, we're, we're kind of flowing on from the sin here. We're, we're asking God to protect us. It, we've asked him to forgive us of our past sin and then to protect us from future sin. We're asking God 
to protect us against the evil around us and the devil prowling around like a roaring lion seeking to devour us, but we're also asking him to protect us from the evil within us. We're recognizing that there is sin within us that, that rises up, and so we're asking him uh, to, to change that, to change our hearts, essentially. And then we wrap up the whole prayer by reminding ourselves that his, uh, to, to God belongs the kingdom, the power, and the glory, that he's the boss, that he has all power and is good, and we're submitting ourselves and offering ourselves for his glory and, and to praise him. Um, so that's kind of how I think through those petitions. Hopefully there's some usefulness stuff, useful stuff in there. But I also want to think about this idea of dragging stuff through uh, the Lord's Prayer. What I mean is you might have a specific thing that you're stressing about, that you're worrying about, that you're, it's really on your heart and your mind. And uh, maybe you're just bringing it to God, but you, you, it's not getting anywhere. You just, you just let it all out. You're sort of vomiting on God, so to speak, <laughs> but there's not structured. And that's okay. Sometimes that's really helpful. Uh, but there's also times where it helps to have some structure to that. And I find the Lord's Prayer a really helpful way of thinking through things. So let's take, for instance, uh, maybe you're anxious about your children. Maybe you've got kids and, and you know, they're teenagers and, and you're anxious about that. Try praying through the Lord's Prayer. Remind yourself, first of all, that God is a Father. That's his name. Remind yourself that he understands what it's like to be a father. Uh, ask him that his kingdom would reign in this situation, that he would step into your, the lives of your children, into your life. Uh, trust that his will is happening and that you'll trust him and, and submit to his will. Ask him for specific things this day, like that maybe there's a specific thing you're stressing about with your child. Ask him to, to step into that and to be a blessing there. Confess your sins. Maybe there's times where you haven't been a good parent. Maybe there's uh, frustrations that your child has because of the way you've you've parented. Be honest about that. And maybe some of that is linked to your own parents. So forgive your parents. Spend time reflecting on forgiving them and cleanse yourself of that. And then ask that he would protect both you and your kids from temptation this day, that he would be close. Or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's financial pressure. We often feel this. We're anxious about that. Or maybe it's... Um, Maybe the cost of living, I don't know, or maybe you're looking for a new house or you're just anxious about whether God will provide for you, essentially. Maybe you're looking for work. So spend time reflecting on the name of God. Hallowed be your name. Jehovah Jireh is another name for God. He is our provider. So spend time reflecting on the fact that he is our provider. Maybe you can even read that, that story that Jesus tells about God providing for the sparrows and clothing the the, the uh, flowers in the field. So just meditate on that, that that's how God wants us to see him. And then ask that his reign will come into your life in this moment, that in a time of anxiety, you won't waste it, but you'll actually let him still be king there. You won't just feel frustrated or complaining or resentful, but you'll actually see this as a moment to worship him and, and to, to, to follow him. Thank him that his will will be done, that this too will pass, that in time you will grow in your confidence in his provision. And then uh, ask him, though, to provide the things that you need. It's okay. You can pray for that stuff, but pray boldly. And then ask him to forgive your sins around this. Um, 
it's inevitable sometimes that we can be anxious, but it's also it can be sinful when we're anxious. So are there times where we're just not trusting God's character here? Let's bring that to him. Um, maybe by reflecting on his character, you, you realize that you haven't been trusting it. Uh, and then maybe maybe there's someone who's caused uh, some of your anxiety. Now forgive the boss who's not treating you properly or whatever it is. Forgive the uh, the uh, head of the Reserve Bank who's raised your mortgage interest rates, <laughs> whatever it is. And then really pray against temptation, the temptation to uh, just sort it out yourself, the temptation to uh, ignore God in it or to resent him, to blame him for everything. And then remind yourself, is this the kingdom, the power, and the glory? So try that, whatever it is. Try a specific thing in your life. I don't know what it is, but try that today. Try dragging it through the Lord's Prayer. Well, I might go through the Lord's Prayer one more time, nice and slow, and I'd leave a bit more space this time so that you can kind of start reflecting on it as well. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Luke, thank you. No worries. For, yeah, leading us through that and then also just kind of giving examples on how to um, work through it uh, as it practically, um, yeah, as we, as we come to the Lord, as we seek to pray and engage with him in the way that Jesus taught us to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that's a really, yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful practice uh, to be able to hopefully add in um, or see see where our prayers can be reshaped. Okay. I think, yeah, I definitely have some prayers that could be reshaped. So <laughs> um, this is like personally very helpful um, as, yeah, moving forward and thinking through, yeah, what God has. That's awesome. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you, Luke. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your experience in the Lord's Prayer. Uh, thank you for reminding us that as the disciples stood there and as they got to see Jesus heal, walk on water, preach up a storm, the thing that they asked for was teach us to pray. Mm. And we have words recorded by one of those very disciples, John, who goes on later to write, this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, He hears us. So let that be some confidence for us all to be uh, taking the Lord's Prayer this week and applying it to our hearts and our lives and our souls uh, so that we would know the lightness and recalibration of our hearts that comes with communing with the living God. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Vine, the Trellis and the Crow podcast and we'll chat again and we'll pray again soon. Thanks, guys.
Thanks. See you.